0: Radio Free Anvil is an impromptu podcast that could be about anything. Anvil will cover the current rant at the time. Highly opinionated, never apologetic, and almost always proven right, eventually. The views, topics, opinions, comments, and possible accusations are those of the expressor and are not necessarily those of the other host, other podcast or of the management. They may not even be his, sometime Anvil will be the devil's advocate just to start a conversation. All programs on the LTIA network are at will programs and as such you the listener can just turn it off if you are offended by the content. We are also under the legal stipulations of Let's Talk It All Network. Have found radio, have radio Radio Free, radio, free Anvil. 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 Anvil and welcome to Radio Free Anvil. I'm Anvil. I'm your host, and I know it's been a little while since I've been on. Uh, the month of September <coughs> it was a total loss. <coughs> I, I had some had some ongoing heart issues, and at the start of September, they decided to do some surgery. And that only knocked out about half of the problems and Then a week later they went in and did more surgery and that hopefully has corrected some of it uh, If nothing else, I have an active and working Defibrillator in my chest, so if my heart ever stops it will automatically shock me hopefully back into life uh, along with that they included a pacemaker and the hope there is that uh, the pacemaker will cause my heart to beat correctly in tandem, in rhythm and hopefully push more blood out of the chambers Uh, I'm suffering from CHF chronic congestive heart failure whereas my heart holds on to way too much fluid and doesn't push enough blood out to the rest of my body Um, prior to surgery I was pumping approximately 25% of the capacity of my heart uh, blood holding to my body so at any given time I was only pumping 25% of my blood and that was causing me issues Uh, shortness of breath fatigue a whole litany of things so I am a little less than a month out of surgery A lot of sitting around doing nothing, which definitely doesn't help with building up stamina and the fatigue and everything else. Uh, So hopefully uh, the next month or so while I'm out, I'm out until middle of November. I'll start being able to get some physical therapy, start building up some stamina, and I'll be good to go. Uh, But enough about me. You can hear about me all the time. Uh, But I want to talk about some stuff that's been going on. And I just felt it was time to get back on the air. Uh, Actually, I wanted to get out of the house today, so uh, I uh, threw the Tascam DR05X into the car and headed out to one of the local parks uh, to get some fresh air and not necessarily walk because I still can't walk very far before I'm winded and have to take a rest, and there's really no place to take a rest in these parks that I can sit in easy increments Uh, I'd sit down on the ground, but I may never get back up. So uh, I'm hanging out enjoying the fresh air if nothing else Uh, Enjoying the sunshine when it comes out Got some overcast going on and uh, I'm dealing with that as well but some of the things I'm looking at in the news the police officer in Detroit that entered The wrong apartment or the wrong house and proceeded to shoot the resident of that house. Uh, was convicted of shooting. Was convicted of murder. And you know what? I can't... Can't argue with him. Um, I don't know, first of all, how you get the wrong apartment, how you get the wrong house. Uh, that part baffles me. Uh, the fact that apparently this guy made no threatening gestures, per se, other than trying to figure out who the hell is breaking into his place with a gun out and died for it. And uh, again, this this person needs to be held accountable. Cop, not a cop, I don't care. Um, but especially a cop, there, there should be a certain level of um, bravery, fearlessness, that you don't instantly just draw your gun and shoot at someone. Coming out of the shadows at you. I don't know. There's I. I wasn't there. I, I hate the second guess of Monday morning, coach, quarterback. This, uh, but something doesn't sound right. And I got a feeling this verdict was just, and it wasn't. They made it out to be a black-white thing. It was a white cop, white woman cop, uh, black victim. But I don't know if it was or not. But I feel that that commission was upheld. And that should be... That was a rightful conviction, and the jury did a good job and did what they had to do. So, good for them. Uh, If there's some background noise you're hearing, um, again, it's because I'm at a a local park. Uh, The breeze is going on pretty good here. I like that. I like to feel the air. And there's traffic uh, about 100 yards behind me on the highway. So, hopefully not a lot of that bleeds through, but if it does, it does. uh, Because... At Anvil, Radio Free Anvil, uh, RFA, it's about the raw feed, it's about the raw deal. I will probably put an intro and an exo as far as adding to this, uh, but as far as content, it is, at this point, never, ever, ever fudged. So, what you get, is what you get. So this week, my wife and I were going through some things, and, uh she's in the process of trying to get back on track with her student loans we just we just come out of bankruptcy and you know what i'm not i'm not embarrassed to say that we got into some some debt and uh there were some medical issues and those medical issues led to other issues that weren't medical and we got we got in over our heads and we had to we filed for bankruptcy and got ourselves out five years uh we're getting the bankruptcy we we're out and now the student loans are starting back up. And uh, just because they stopped didn't mean they stopped incurring interest and all the other nonsense that goes with it. And I get that. It's our fault, whatever. But uh, I don't understand. What I don't understand is how there's no safety valves, no safe back checks. There's no... I don't know. I, it just seems crazy. And I'll tell you why it seems crazy to me, not just because we have to pay it, but because it just seems crazy. And student loans are a hot topic issue. Uh, Democrats are all talking about they want to uh, make college free now, so we don't have to worry about student loans. I don't hear anyone talking about fixing the current student loan issues. So here we go. Student loans. I, I see this as a giant kind of kind of scam. Um, this is reminiscent... Of the housing bubble burst, where back in the, the '90s, '80s, '90s, uh, anyone that had a pulse and two nickels rubbed together could get a loan for their house, for a house, um, and buy it, and then not pay it back, and you know the bubble burst. And um, I think the student loans are very similar. In fact, this is even worse because you know, you know, these students don't have. The means to pay you now, so it runs the four years of college without having to pay it, and then once they get out, you know they have a four-year degree that cost them what thirty, forty, fifty, hundred thousand dollars, and they are working at McDonald's, they're working at Burger King, they're working at Walmart, um, they're working at a minimum wage or just above the minimum wage job that. They can barely support themselves, let alone pay back a college loan, which is now probably several hundred dollars a month to uh, to get that started. And then they fall into the, uh, well, I need to put it in forbearance for six months till I find a better job, or it needs to go into forbearance for a year because of this. And these loan plates say, okay, yeah, well, we'll put the whole principal on loan on hold for you, but we're going to keep accruing interest if that's okay we'll do that for you. You don't have to make any payments, but we're going to keep incurring interest on this loan, and then you have to pay that back, okay? that's that's what we're going to do. And again, I get it. They, they loaned you the money, I don't know, although my wife has federally backed loans, so it's basically my money, I loaned her via the government, but we'll talk more about that maybe later. But anyway, so, we're out of the bankruptcy. We are trying to get our life right. We're trying to get square with things and the student loans come up and we're looking at the student loans and we're trying to figure it out and financially we're not doing a whole lot better than we were we just don't have all the bills sucking the life out of us um so she applied for (coughs) income-based student loan repayment plan and they go under a bunch of different names whatever it is but The title of it makes it sound like they're going to take your income into consideration and and based on on your, your income, which I guess that part is true. It is based on your income, but they don't take into account taxes, FICA, medical insurance, house payments, oil, gas, a vehicle, all this. Your expenses aren't in consideration. So it is based on your income, it's based on your gross income not your not your net so it's based on your income you make prior to taxes prior to benefits coming out um, basically straight up whatever per hour times however many hours you work times that many weeks in the year so so I'm gonna give roundabout figures to give you an idea they'll, they'll be close but they'll be roundabout figures excuse me <coughs> Uh, Surgery's a bitch. So, she's thinking this is a good idea. So, based on income, they, they say, you know, tell us what your gross income is and then take 4% of that. So, we do all that. And, once we take 4% of it, we divide by 12 and that gives us a monthly payment based on income. And, and that monthly payment, let's say, is $150. Then they say, we also need you to take your loan interest and figure out what that is every month. So we pull up her loans. So on her $35,000 worth of loans she took out back in sometime in the 90s, so t- sometime prior to last Sometime prior, sometime in the last century, twentieth century, she took out thirty five thousand dollars in student loans, and today, and I get it, we're we're almost twenty years into the twenty first century, so probably, let's say twenty five years have gone by. As of today, on that. Th- that, that $35 loan took out back in the 90s now has a principal of $105,000. $105,000. Um, so, so now we're paying interest on $105,000. 6% interest on $105,000. And that comes out to be approximately $520... A month. So I know she's looking at saying, "Oh, wow, that's that's cool." Because rather than paying the five twenty, I'll pay the one fifty. But that's not how this. It isn't. It isn't that kind of income based. Because they're not going to take the income, her income, and do it. They're going to take the higher of the two. And they tell you in the directions, take the higher of three. Take the higher of either the three or two. And write the number here, and that is your estimate of monthly payments that you owe us. So it's five, let's say it's five twenty, and change. Um, so I was trying to explain it to my wife, and she wasn't. She was. She really wasn't. Not that she wasn't understanding it, but she. It didn't sound like what they were offering to her, because she spoke to one gentleman. And he said that the payments be round, three and change. I'm not even sure where they got that number. Uh, so we called. We called to talk to make sure we had the right forms, make sure we had the right system, make sure we ran the best program possible. So when I called, we called we called the girl. We got her on the phone. We talked to her. She's a nice girl. Um, she is, unfortunately, just a small cog in, in, the, in the process. Um, she did the calculations based on what we gave her. And she goes, yep, it looks like your payment is going to be about 530 in change a month and the one program <coughs> excuse me that we might qualify for would be if we made 25 no if we made 300 consecutive payments without a problem they would forgive the rest of the loan if we made 300 consecutive payments to do the math, make it simple for you, that's 25 years. So if we did 25 years worth of payments, month in, month out, never missed a payment, never had a problem, they would forgive the rest of the student loan, which I'm thinking, that's huge, that's that's awful nice of you, because now they're saying, on $105,000 that we currently own, as long as we pay $150,000 plus, they're good for giving... The rest of the loan, because we owe basically—it's—it's crazy. Five, five thirty. It's over six thousand a year in payments. Six thousand times twenty-five is going to give you roughly one hundred fifty thousand dollars. So, so if we're willing to pay one hundred fifty thousand dollars over the next twenty-five years. Then you know what? We're going to we're going to forgive any any extra that might be on that loan. Really? You're 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 sure you're not going to leave yourself short in, in the in the financial profit and loss statement <coughs> for the year 2446. You people are killing me. So it's it's a it's a, the soon loans, it was a bad deal to begin with, and then they just add insult to injury with this scam that they get people thinking that they're they're submitting something that would, you know, be something that could work with their with their everyday life, and it's not because unless you, unless your income shut up to over one hundred fifty thousand dollars a year, the the six percent on your principal will always be the payment versus four percent of your income. So, um, I will say this right now, and then I'll, I will talk about this later. Uh, politicians, Democrat, Republican, Libertarian, Independent, whoever you might be. <coughs> uh, if you want to talk about something, you want to make a pledge that makes sense, then by all means... Go out to the student loans that already exist and find some way to make it easier for people to deal with those now. Because right now, if we could do that, if we could pay the five, five thirty, which would be five hundred and twenty dollars going to interest and ten dollars going to principal over the next twenty-five years, uh, if we could do that, then uh, then uh, we we'd be good. So um, that's where politicians need to help us out. Excuse me. Okay, I'm back. I just had to uh, blow my nose. Um, I may hit pause every now and then for a cough. Just to spare you guys having to listen to it. Uh, I may not. Depends how quick the cough comes out. So, yeah. um, So, $10 a month. So, $120 a year. Um, So, they would collect... They would collect $150,000 in interest. And another... Yeah, less than two thousand dollars in principal, and they would forgive the other ninety thousand in principal that we still owe. I appreciate it. I appreciate it because um, the loan will ever be paid off. My wife and I will die before that loan gets paid off. We will die with that debt. Um, a- ask yourself if that's right. And I can't be. I can't be the only one. My wife can't be the only one in that freaking boat where you owe um, on something till you die. I mean, the old old saying, knowing the thing for certain life is death and taxes. It should be death, taxes, and student loans. Um, That's just crazy as far as I'm concerned. So, uh, we'll come back to political parties later. Uh, Next thing I want to kind of hit on is uh, everything going on now with President Trump and love the guy, hate the guy, don't care less about the guy. Uh, he is our president. He is the one in office. He's the one that's been in office for almost three years. He is the one that has produced um, everything I hear, robust economy. Uh, he is the one who is not paying China anymore for the luxury of making stuff for us Um, he is the one that has helped drive down unemployment across the board but especially in uh, the people of color POC people of color uh, category and women so you know we we need to at least you know like I said love him hate him but at least give him credit where he's done something good so, anyways, the latest thing with Trump, they, uh, they've tried for two years with the Russian collusion with the election of 2016, and that the Russians did everything they could to help him get elected. Um, and I think that's all been two years, two and a half years in, and that was just a total, total, total boondoggle. And I'm not talking about the plastic piece of uh, jewelry that people make. Uh, boondoggle with a capital B. Capital doggle. Um, so now it's now it's a phone call. A didn't look to be a long phone call. I've, I've looked at the transcript. It's only five pages long. Um, where they uh, they claim a whistleblower claims that Trump blackmailed or is trying to blackmail or strong arm. The new Ukrainian president into finding dirt on Joe Biden and his son, and uh, Joe's being a political opponent, which he hasn't proven to be one yet. He's he's a candidate, but I don't think Joe's going to make it to the final final two. Uh, but either way, so you are you are hard pressed. You are reading so far between the lines that it probably. Hurt your eyes to even come up with this arm twisting gangsta mafia. We're gonna put a horse in your bed unless you do it type type thing, uh, but they are and they're sticking with it. Um, the initial it was a whistleblower, and uh, the whistleblower said this, that, and the other thing, but then it slipped out that it well, the whistleblower really didn't hear it firsthand, it was secondhand information. But hey, that's okay, we'll go with it. And then it was, well, we need to see the transcript. And I really, truly believe they didn't expect the transcript to be given up quite that easily. And Trump said, oh, transcript? I don't need the transcript. You can have the transcript. And Trump virtually almost immediately released the transcript to to everyone. To everyone. Everyone has seen the transcript. And that had to throw a big kink in the plan because... Without the transcript, they could just keep going with the whistleblower said this and the whistleblower said that because that's what Trump said. And uh, now it's tough. So now they're, they've got the whole impeachment thing going. They're still talking about the the you know the Ukraine thing. Um, the part that makes me crazy is that weeks prior to this, it came out that Joe Biden did the same thing that the president's being accused of uh, in real life. He bragged about it. He bragged about the fact that that uh, his son, Hunter was being investigated by a Ukraine prosecutor about some um, I won't say shady uh, but let's say less than reputable business dealings and uh, Joe Biden went over and said hey uh, let's fire that prosecutor let's forget the issues with my son or there's a billion dollars in uh, US money earmarked for you that you're never gonna see, uh, and if you don't believe me, just call the president, Barack, and he'll he'll back me up on this. Uh, but everyone says, Oh, well, you know, no one's saying a word, no one's no one, no one, no one's somewhat inappropriate behavior. And again, I get it, Biden's not in there, he's not vice president anymore, he can't really do much to him, except the guy's running for president. How is how is he even being allowed? Run for president based on this 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 thing that we're about to try to impeach the current president for. That there's absolutely no proof. Biden as much gave a confession. There there's Trump has been forthcoming, he released a transcript. There are now people that said they were on the call with him and nothing inappropriate was said. And it's just crazy. It's just crazy. And it's bad enough the Democrats are going after him. But Trump's own party, and I say that loosely, isn't even trying to defend him. Isn't even trying to help him. The Republicans are willing to let him twist in the wind, as it were. And that, to me, is crazy. Is nonsense. Both parties, and this is like a minutes. both parties have sold us out. Um, I'm not sure when, well, I am kind of sure when, I think... I think JFK's assassination in 63 earmarks the beginning beginning of the end of a true two-party political system. Um, I, I don't know why it was a big deal on Facebook today, but a couple posts about the fact they were releasing uh, files on the Kennedy assassination, um, those were released, maybe not all of them, but there was enough of them released uh, a year and a half, almost two years ago that uh, we did a whole separate show, a whole complete show. And I may re-put re- that re on the broadcast. We did a whole show based on JFK assassination and things that my co-partner on Let's Talk It All uh, ferreted out from the public record. And how it was probably... Uh, it was the CIA and CIA operatives. Uh, it, it was more than likely... LBJ that sanctioned the hit, uh, and then there were some other shifty stuff. And you know, I may do that. I may, I may resurface that broadcast and put it on. Let's talk it all again. And I may, I may run the broadcast on on this program so everyone can hear it on this program as well. Uh, it was a very formative program. It's probably one of the most informative and straightforward fact-based programs Jeff and I have done ever. So, uh, it, it was a pleasure to listen to. So, both parties have sold us out. I don't know why uh, more people don't see that, why more people don't get on the board with that, and why more people don't demand some kind of change. Um, with that being said, I think we, the people, need to start making demands. We need to show up. And that's not so much demand, that's not so much demands even of even of candidates we'd like we need to corner the people we like and don't like we need to corner all our politicians and demand let's just demand one thing to get started let's just demand one say a command one simple thing to get started and that would be term limits on congress we need to approach politicians, our politicians, our opponents' politicians, like them, don't like them, and say, Hey, Bob, you're my man, but I need you to commit to term limits when you get back to Capitol Hill. And see what they do. See, Do they get on board with that? Or do they balk? Why are they balking? Why are they not saying, you know, you're right, There's term limits for the president for a reason, and it should be the same for us. Um, I think we need to do that. I think everyone that's politically oriented, politically active, demand of your candidate and your candidate's opponent to sign on to term limits in 2020. In 2020, they need to go back and by, by by 2020 we need to see a bill put out there that has term limits for Congress it's not a lot, it's a way to start and, and I will tell you that I'm going to start working on it at my end for all the good it's going to do and I'm going to reactivate the Freedom United Party uh, I may have to change it to Freedom United Political Action Committee <laughs> Freedom United Political Action Committee PAC and the one and only thing that we are truly going after between now and 2020 is term limits for Congress Senate and Congressman both houses and I think people should get on board with this Um, so be looking for that I'll be posting that, I'll be promoting that and we will want to get out there and, and drive this and I think again I don't know how anyone out there that's a citizen of the United States can be against term limits if, if we, we know there's a problem if the two years haven't taught us anything is that there is a problem with the political process in Washington and term limits is the first step in trying to drive that down so I'll leave that being with that um, Side notes, and this will be something we can talk about. It's a little interesting. And this will be a short podcast. because um, This is the last thing I really want to talk about. I don't want to get too far into it. I don't want to wear myself out. But uh, So lately, and this was just a funny tidbit I, I heard the other day. So lately, there's been a big push. Uh, Burger King. And uh, I'm not advocating Burger King. Um, and I think KFC is doing something uh, with chicken. But the impossible... Whopper. This is a plant-based meat substitute that's being offered by fast food for for people. And there's been meat-based, there's been plant-based meat substitutes in the grocery stores, and tofu, and this, and that, and soy. This, which I guess soy doesn't isn't as good for you as everyone thought it was. My wife has some medical issues, and they are soy-based. So obviously, all these years of free soy, uh, whoever whoever gave her that line of bunk that soy was the way to go. Uh, thank you, thank you for helping to screw up her medical medical life right now. The Impossible Whopper, plant based plant based beef. Um. So this has been a big thing, and then it's been going well from right here. People like it. Uh, they say it tastes like beef. It says it tastes like a Whopper. Um, not that. Not that fast food places beef tastes like beef, um, but you know it's not. It's not tofu. Let's 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 go there. It's not tofu. Um, so, do I have any grillers? Are there any barbecue chefs, grillers, uh, backyard cooking aficionados out there? What? gives beef what gives a cut of steak the best flavor when you cook it anyone don't be afraid raise your hand shout it out anyone okay everyone knows everyone should know that cooks at barbecues that what gives beef it's it's great flavor is the fat content if you get a lean piece of meat, let's say you get a, uh, let's say you get a really good piece of sirloin, or you get a really good piece of London broil, that has very little fat running through it, um, it's just muscle. Um, the meat itself is going to be decent, uh, especially a sirloin It's going to be nice meat, um, but the flavor has to be. They've got to do a rub on it. they got to do, you can't just rely on salt and pepper to give you the flavor you want with those kind of meats. It's that, it's that T-bone. It's that steak that has a nice marbling of fat in it. Um, those steaks are the ones that are going to give you all kinds of flavor without adding anything extra to the meat. Without adding rubs, a little salt, a little pepper, you're good to go that's going to be an incredible piece of meat. Um, I'm a fat person, but I'm not a big fat person. So when it comes to my meats and stuff, I really don't like the texture, uh, the feel of, of fat in my mouth, um, gristle, whatever. So I always lean towards rare pieces, lean pieces of meat. Not rare, but lean pieces of meat. Uh-uh. And then I like to season it to what I like. Salt, pepper, maybe a little Monterey seasoning. Maybe a little garlic, whatever. So anyways, back to the beefless beef. The plant-based beef. Uh, Basically, if all I had to live on were grass clippings, how could I make those grass clippings taste good enough to eat to make me forget about the fact that there's a cow in the next field that would taste much, much better. And the answer people, and it's been found. They've looked into this, and they've read the ingredients. And again, label readers, you annoy me, and I love you at the same time. So if you check the ingredients of the plant-based burger, one of the biggest things in it are saturated fats saturated fats same thing that gives that piece of steak great flavor and great taste which are the fats of the cow fats from the pig um is what gives the and they're not using beef again I'm not freaking anyone out they're not using beef they're not using animal fat they're actually using this is too funny They're actually using coconut oil. So grass clippings and coconut oil processed and then formed into a patty is the basic essentials of uh, the Impossible Whopper, the Fomac, uh, whatever whatever burger you're eating that doesn't have beef in it per se. Uh, Coconut oil and if anyone remembers back, way back, way back in the day, um, when you walked into a movie theater, there was a smell. There was that smell of popcorn. And it just permeated everything and you knew you were in a movie theater. Well, that's because they used to pop popcorn in theaters in coconut oil. Coconut oil and then someone said oh coconut oil is horrible it's bad for you probably the same people that said soy was good for you because now they find out that coconut oil isn't really bad for you it's really not that harmful not that bad and people are actually recommending it that we use coconut oil for things and putting coconut oil in things and obviously it's getting put into the the uh, fake burgers that they're feeding you um but this was banned out of movie theaters and now there's a there's a slight hint of popcorn, but it's not like it was. Uh, it was just movie theaters. Other places, carnivals, I believe uh, stadiums and, and arenas still use uh, the coconut oil. Because what the coconut oil also does is it helps uh, the longevity of the popcorn once it's popped. So a lot of these places, and if you didn't know this, I'm sorry I didn't mean to bust your bubble. But a lot of these places that deal with a large number of people will pop up bags and bags and bags and bags of popcorn days prior to an event and then just reheat it with heat lamps and people never know the difference so all you out there praising praising the, the impossible whopper the uh, Colonel Sanders faux chicken um, and anything else that um, is a meat product that has no meat in it, uh, chances are they are using a grotesque amount of saturated fat to give it the flavor and the the impression that it's really beef. Um, which is great. If you've committed to not killing animals, and this is how it works, and you're okay with a lot of saturated fat in your diet, that's great but I don't think I don't think the Impossible Whopper if it has as much saturated fat as I think in it as it does is going to be any more dietary dietarily helpful than eating a stick of butter so um I'm just telling you straight up I found that interesting uh once again uh I won't say science lies to us, but sometimes it uh, camouflages the truth and we get sucked into it. Um, I won't go into climate change, we will say that for the next program, uh, but that's another place where science has a uh, difference of opinion and people just take the opinion they want and run with it. Um, they don't factor in the fact that the Earth has been around ...for four and a half, five billion years... ...has been through at least... ...I think four or five... uh, ...extinction-level incidents... ...and has come back to survive it... Um, ...and if if Greta's right... ...and we are at the precipice... ...of the next extinction-level event... ...and it's caused by man... ...then let it come, let it happen and hopefully whatever life springs up after we're gone uh, will be better Um, because uh, in all honesty um, the current version of man is anything but our best version and uh, I would think there are individual cases that prove that wrong but as a whole, for us to die out as a species would not impact anyone but ourselves. Would not impact anyone. Would not impact the red robin. Would not impact the Burmese tiger. Would not impact the oak tree, the spotted owl, or the dart snipe fish from the Oregon rivers. So please. Uh, I'm not saying to pollute. I don't think we should pollute. I think we should pick up our own messes. I think we need to look at ways to not pollute as much as we do. Uh, But when there is a when there is a young gentleman still in his teens that invents a device that for seven years has been helping to clear pollution out of the oceans and he gets almost no media coverage whatsoever and this 16 year old from wherever, Sweden, wherever uh, takes a mic in her hand and makes some dramatic speech and everyone's freaking out and on board with it um, we're listening to the wrong kids, I think there are there are kids out there making a difference and then there are kids out there just making noise and I'm tired of listening to the ones that are making noise I'd rather be spotlighting the ones that are making a difference. So that being said, this is Anvil, Radio Free Anvil. Until I talk to you again, stay safe. And now for the legal or paralegal statement. The opinions expressed on this podcast are those of the expressor, and may or may not represent the opinions of the podcast creator application of the first amendment is all the legal needed to say what you want to say sarcasm parody direct facts social media parroting. confidential sources he say she say hearsay are all tools of the podcast arsenal this podcast covers any and all topics seem fit no topic is safe no person is safe friend foe and everything in between is fair game Objections can be emailed to radiofreeamble at gmail.com or call 1-800-DON'T-LISTEN.